When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to another ScoutCast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. This is 100% the first time we've done this. I did not forget to press go live. We are we're such professionals as the first time we've done it. As always, you are joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by Seb. How's it going, Seb? And why is your overall rank not on the screen? <laughs> mate it's going well thank you and you know what i really appreciate that you didn't just like say i was in the bath or something you know that's, <laughs> that's the usual isn't it just palm it off on me so you I'll know what in the chat i'll take it ah, that's entirely reasonable right yeah. um yeah my overall rank isn't on the screen because it can only get worse from here right um no i think because we're, we're we're weeks away from from things that matter and we're halfway through a week so i don't think it was popped on the screen but i oh we'll see it in a minute right but we've got a match going on at the moment, Liverpool-Newcastle, in which I've only yeah. got Trent. So I'd imagine it'll only get worse. Hopefully yours get better. You've got Salah and Trent, right? But some people have Salah, Trent, Darwin, maybe Salah captain. So there's lots of uh, ranks to move around still. And then there's Brighton-West Ham as well. So if anyone like me is currently looking at a very nice rank, that's cool. But I think it's important to remember that, you know, maybe it's only going to go down from here. But hopefully stay above where it was, you know, last week and we'll be fine. And speaking of speaking of very good ranks, FPL Che is in the chat, who is currently second in the world. So hello oh, to you as well. Dude. And obviously, you know, it's a big thing. He obviously watches this every week, and that's why he's second in the world. That you know, we're yeah. we're we're doing okay. <laughs> but he's you know what you know what's you know what's it. legit as well. Obviously, because FPL Chai or Che, however yeah. we want to pronounce that. I'm gonna go with Chai. Yeah. But what's legit is already got an FPL Chai handle. Because often, you know, if you're second in the world or whatever. You're, you're someone who plays FPL, but maybe not, maybe you're not watching YouTube. Yeah. And then you're second in the world and you're like, oh, I should, I should create a <laughs> yeah. thing. You've already got one. That means you're already, that's, that's impressive. Played for and got, you know, not just, exactly. not just tuning in every now and again and hoping for the best. Exactly. But we're all cheering for you, mate. If you're second at the moment, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the picks he goes for are brilliant as well. Like, I've, I've oh, followed yeah? him on Twitter and he, he it isn't the template. You're not looking at it and thinking, oh, that's like every other team. He's got loads of different players in there. Uh, oh, so nice. I, I do like the way he plays the game. So it's uh, it's good fun to keep, a, yeah, keep track luck, of him. Friend. But uh, people in the chat, give him a bit of a, you know, bit of a wave for how well he's doing so far. Now, Seb, we're obviously mm. halfway through a game week at the moment. We've got, like you said, Liverpool-Newcastle playing tonight. We've got Brighton and West Ham playing t- Not Brighton. It is Brighton. Brighton-West Ham playing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we've got two weeks until the next deadline. And we've only got two game weeks in January. So for the masses of football that we saw happening in December, we've now got the complete opposite of that going into January, where we've only got two game weeks. Not only that, we've got players that are going to AFCON, we've got players that are going to the Asia Cup, and we're not going to be maybe seeing them for three, four, five games, depending on how far they go. This is a really weird time in FPL, isn't it? And decisions, I would say, are are not what we normally do. We're not thinking, I'm going to bring a player in, and then it's fine because, you know, I'm looking at next week. We're bringing players in, and we're having to wait for quite a while. We don't know whether Harlan's going to be back. There's so many factors going into our like uh, thinking at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, are we even bringing players in, right? Because it's uh, two weeks-ish until yeah. the next deadline. 
where there are matches before then, uh, I believe. We, we've got a graphic in a minute that'll help me there. Do. Uh, get back up to speed. But um, So there are plenty of injuries, transfers, whatever, updates on fitness that can take place. Unless for some crazy reason you are 0.0 away from your perfect moves, I would really recommend you hold off. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll be doing another stream, another video before yeah. the next deadline comes around, I should think. Um, so we can talk more specifically about, so for example, Salason replacements. Um, I'm guessing a lot of people will be doing, say, a Salah down, a Son down to get Haaland. So maybe you're looking a little bit cheaper. Yezes, your Elises we'll talk about. But I think right now, like I say, unless you're really strapped for cash, which I'm not sure you would be, there are options, especially if you're making two transfers. Relax a little bit. You know, it's it's very it's very New Year appropriate. We can take a New Year's resolution of I will leave FPL alone for at least seven days, maybe, yeah. after a pretty intense Christmas period of it. It feels like that. It feels like a, it's a new year, just calm down, you know, take stock and see what happens. And obviously team value could go up a little bit by then, but it is definitely one of those things where you just kind of got to chill out for a little bit and actually just enjoy it because the busy times can get quite intense in FPL. And obviously when you've only got two game weeks in January, like Seb's just said there, take it as this is our winter break. So it should be quite nice. We're going to be talking a little bit about our points so far this week. Uh, one of us has done very well. One of us has done okay. Then we're going to be looking at the over and unders so far over the Christmas break so we can actually have a bit of a chat about who seems to be overperforming, who seems to be underperforming, which does help people with their moves that they're uh, thinking about making. We've got Lego Mane's fixtures. Lego Mane is absolutely brilliant in terms of the graphics he does for fixtures. So we've got one of his to show you how long there is between game weeks and the fact that, like Seb alluded to just a minute ago, that there are actually some games in between as well with FA Cup and Carabao Cup as well. And then we're going to do a bit of a Q&A at the end. So it should be, it's not going to be an overly long one tonight because as Seb was already said, we're going to be doing another one next week. We start looking at our bus teams and start looking at our transfers that we're going to make as well. And we should have Rich back too. Now I'm very, very happy Rich is not on with us tonight. Because <laughs> I thought that he still had Garnacho in his team a couple of weeks ago when Garnacho got a brace. And I tweeted saying, well done, Rich, on your Garnacho haul. And obviously he didn't get one. Got about 100 likes. And then obviously I messed up and I'll, sh I'll show up my points now. I benched Palmer this week, who obviously got 18 points. He tweeted saying, well done, <laughs> Andy on your Palmer Hall which got about 350 likes so people obviously love the karma of it my week this week 50 points I'm at 97k at the moment for overall rank but I'm assuming that's going to drop a little bit without having Salah captain 50 points I have Ariola who's still to play Saliba who got zero Trent who's playing at the moment uh, who almost scored as well uh, Pedro Porro with two Saka with seven Richarlison with eight uh, Salah, who's playing at the moment, he's my vice-captain. Son with nine, Solanke with two, Watkins with eight, and Alvarez, who I brought in and captained, who got 14, who could have got more as well. But then obviously Palmer first on my bench there. Mitchell also got six as well on my bench, so this would have been a good week to bench boost. But yeah, so it, it is what it is, 50 points. Somehow managed to kind of be on a grey arrow. Uh, but yeah, Palmer first on my bench. Just, just roast me, Seb. Go on, go for it. This is your chance. Riches is next week. I'm, I've spaced you out. Go for it. I mean, we tried to help you, dude. <laughs> like, you even quote, you even, uh, quote tweet, that's not correct, is it? Quote messaged my, was it my my reaction to you saying you were going to bench Palmer? I was like, yeah. please don't do that. Yeah. And you did. And look, it's it's what we were, we, were saying, we were saying in the aftermath. It's one of those decisions that, yeah, you're an incredibly foolish man and deserve to have YouTube <laughs> stripped from you. But realistically, 
it was your you were playing Slanky, right? I, yeah. I, I was saying a minute. I benched Slanky, but y- your choice was Palmer or Richarlison. So it's a ten point difference, not eighteen at least. Yeah. And in terms of beforehand, it probably didn't feel like a ten, especially an eighteen point decision. Maybe maybe four, maybe five points. Like if the, if this swung four or five points either way, you'd think, oh, fair enough. You know, they were both close in terms of picks. I picked one, I got it slightly wrong. But as so often seems to be the way, and maybe this is just, you know, because we remember these emotionally more than all the other times it doesn't happen. But I swear every time there's like a marginal decision, it's not a marginal outcome. 18 no. points here or even 10 in your scenario is, is huge, man. And it's, it's a tough one to take because it's not even like you avoided Palmer, thought he's a bad player, didn't recognize he was on penalties or minutes or anything like that. He's in your team. Yeah, you just had a good team and you had to bench someone. Yeah. And, and actually, this was my biggest worry with bringing Alvarez in was that having eight attackers with really good fixtures this week felt horrible because straight away I was like, well, next week I'm fine because Son and Salah are going. So one of them I'm going to bench anyway. So it felt like this was just the one transition week where I was like, I'm going to have eight good attackers. I'm going to want to play all of them. People bench Saka, didn't they? People bench Saka, people bench Richarlison, people bench Solanke. The, the decisions were all over the place in terms of who people benched. And obviously I went for Palmer, who ended up getting the highest score. Yeah. But I did want to ask you quickly as well. Yeah. Because this is one of the things I was thinking beforehand. And I know there's so much theory out there in terms of you shouldn't play like this. But one of the things I did think was EO play. Palmer's got a much higher ownership than Richarlison. If I bench Richarlison and those points are the other way around. So Richarlison got 18 and Palmer got 8 wouldn't hurt my rank as much as Palmer getting the 18 and Richarlison getting the 8. And in my head, I was like, look, I'm so torn between these two. Should I have just played Palmer because he had the higher EO and take that decision out of my hands, if that makes sense? I mean, I feel you. It's risk management, right? But it's not... Uh, there's a so I especially early on when I started playing FPL I was very vehemently on the side of points of points mm. uh, don't worry about EA it's just pick the player you think is going to score more if you think two players are identical in terms of their points potential sure maybe then look at it I think hopefully my players matured a bit no I still do believe that points are points pick points um, but if you think people are close to each other in terms of what you think they're going to score your risk slash reward appetite does come into it. And I think that's the thing, like you said there, do I, we, we see it with captaincy, I think more than mm. team selection. You go like, oh, well, look, I'm miles off. If I captain a differential, I don't actually expect this player to outscore, say Salah, most of the time, but they might one time. And if I gamble on that one time, I'll get myself back into the race. I still think I'm more on the side of like, take your small marginal gains each week. You know, it's a long season, build up, climb the ranks. You don't need to have the big jump in one week. But it can definitely be a temptation, and I I feel why people would go for it. And then in your position, it's kind of the opposite, right? It's more about protecting. Maybe you're not sure who to bench, so go for the, like, minimize your downside. So if you get it wrong, at least it will hurt less. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, don't get it wrong. That's that's, that's the best one there. (laughs) I mean, um, Ahmed's just put in the chat, just don't bench the pen taker. He didn't take a pen. He didn't didn't score a pen this week. I mean, that's that's the other big thing. He makes a good point. He makes a good point, but he three, didn't score a pen. Yeah. He's only scored three non-penalty goals this year or something. So I think, is it five? And two of them were this week. Five pens? And yeah, so I think he's got eight goals yeah. off the top of my head. I know there was a tweet uh, oh. like talking about the like, under-21s and you know goal contributions in yeah, yeah. 
Was it? It was. Well, it wasn't. No, it was this season. Of course, it wasn't the calendar year. And yeah, Palmer was up there, but he was up there because penalties. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, he did actually deserve to be up there as well. He's really good. Yeah, but yeah. it can be tough, you know, when we combine penalties with like open play stuff. Yeah. But in FPL, you know, we know that penalty takers are, takers are incredibly valuable, and that's probably a bit of why you, because you know, we we say that Slanky wasn't a part of this discussion for you. Yeah. Slanky's a penalty taker. He's been playing well recently. He's nailed in that team. That team have been looking good. So shots. I'm guessing that's why you. Did he? Did Bournemouth had nine shots. No, Solanke had nine shots. What? Solanke himself had nine shots in the match. Yep. Oh he's, goodness! He's drawn with Haaland for the most shots in a game in the last two years or something. Didn't Haaland do it against wow. West Ham? I didn't know that. I know their XG was decent. It was like over, yeah. like well over one. Yeah. But, oh man, I got a bit jammy there then. Because <laughs> I get to mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's um, it's one of those things. I I've almost now in my head, I've started thinking, oh, oh, it's a goal, Lewis oh, Diaz. Oh, he's got. Um, that's all right. That's it all right. Looked like can, it might be a Darwin assist, but I'm not sure whether it was that's, a shot or not. That's um, okay. But in my head, I'm now thinking of Palmer like Mares uh, in the Leicester season, just thinking I'm not going to bench him. Oh, it was offside, and just thinking I'm not, I'm not going to bench him now. He's he's just in my yeah. team. Yeah, I just can't do it. I mean, like, like there will be. You don't want to swing too far the other way. There will be a fixture yeah. in which benching him makes sense, of course. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's. I mean, is it one of those? If he was like eight nine million, would yeah. you have done the same thing? Because no, no. I was thinking like Flap Flappy is like massively up on him in terms because we were having yeah. that chat weren't we about like i was like look he can still get rotated though uh, yeah. flabby definitely thinks he can't and fair enough uh, after that performance yeah but he thinks not only is he like a hundred percent 90 every single week no matter who's fit but obviously he takes penalties which i don't think flappy thought he would lose again i'm, I'm unsure but fair enough got them at the moment and open play wise he's been brilliant as well as he as he showed in that match you know three all three returns were open play there so if he was like eight nine million, which maybe he probably should be with those uh with those those returns, would you have benched him then? No, I don't think I would have, and that's silly, yeah. isn't it? And 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 he the thing is, he is an eight or nine million asset the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah. Like he could easily be, especially with on penalties as well. So yeah, it's it, do you know what? It's just one of those things where I've chalked it down to it was a mistake. I so most I've been a little bit on tilt with FPL for quite a while. Because I oh, was, really? but I was out with my family, and I was like, Do you know what? I'm just not going to think about it too much. Uh, yeah, that, could, that can go one of two ways. Exactly. You either were no longer out with your family, <laughs> exactly, or yeah. or you just shut your phone. Said and... to my wife, I'm driving home. Uh, <laughs> but and you and you and you were the only one with the car, so bend for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, walk walk home. Uh, but on a good note, you've had an absolute screamer so far. Seventy eight points, and do you know what? It doesn't get good. Because the defence is obviously like everybody else's defence, but your front front. Hey, at one point, seven. I was sneakily hoping that the defence would come in. You know, double Arsenal and Pedro Porra. I thought, imagine, imagine. Yeah. Um, so talk us through it. Sure. So the the you know the the week's not over and there's some jam. So it, it's a good score, but I will fall from here. Uh, Raya and goal with one. Trent playing at the moment, uh, only on one point at the moment, I think. And everyone, well, most people will get those points. Uh, Pedro Porra with two. Like I say. I felt, unfortunately, is the wrong word. I was like, oh, no, they conceded 3-0. I thought I can get a clean sheet there. But it very much sounds like I didn't deserve that clean sheet. Bournemouth got enough got enough shots next year away, a, so fair. It's a pen to, pen to Liverpool, by the way. Oh, Just fair, so you know, fair so enough. Gonna, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's there's the rank drop. Um, and Gabriel again with one. So him and Raya not returning was a bit of a shame. I thought that was an easier clean sheet ahead of time. But again, mm. Fulham put up if not just under Arsenal, maybe even slightly more in XG, or close, it was like one and a half plus something. Mm -hmm. So again, not a particularly deserved one after the fact, so fair enough. Uh, then, yeah, then the points come in the midfield. So Son, vice-captain, Saka, Richarlison, Palmer, obviously played him, who wouldn't? 
And then Douglas Louise, we'll come back to that. Uh, Alvarez captain, which I think with my team made plenty of sense. I don't have Salah, so very happy with that. Uh, and then Watkins as well. My bench was Johnston, Solanke, Dallow and Trippier, who doesn't start tonight. And so really my decision was, other than the captaincy, which seemed fine, was Palmer, Douglas Louise and Solanke play two, bench one. Was definitely playing Palmer. Sorry, Andy. So it was Douglas Louise or Solanke. And good outcome. I think a close decision, and it sounds like an outcome that could have gone the other way, right? Because yeah. sounds like Slanky did plenty, and Douglas Louise, man, I've seen that penalty a few times, and I own Douglas Louise in FPL, so I'm happy. But I don't know if no, I'm I giving that know. penalty if I'm the ref. Like, no, and exactly. it was one of those that if the ref doesn't give it, VAR doesn't overturn it. Now I know that's how it works, right? VAR is there to overturn, not make decisions, even if we think maybe they should. And then he hits the crossbar, so like it was very close to not getting those points. So I will take my jam. <laughs> And of course, you know, there's Gabriel, uh, sorry, there's Salas, there's Trent's, which I do have, and Darwin's out there tonight. Sounds like Salas probably scored a pen. So I will I will drop a little bit from about 17k, I think. I think I went into this week about 60. I was 80 the week before, yeah. 60. So, you know, if I if I hit about 50, it could be lower. If, you know, Salah, Salah Hall's massive, I'll get hurt badly. But anything around there, I think, is is nice enough. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. I mean, 78 points, you take that. And obviously, Trent, see what he does for you tonight as well. We're just, Salah's just stepping up now to take the penalty. And oh, yeah. I'm sure... It'd be, jo- be jokes if he missed it. He won't, but it'd be jokes, wouldn't it? be a lot of, oh! lot, a lot of jam. Oh! He's missed the pen. Got it saved. Is he at- yeah, he's he missed actually the missed the pen. Yeah, missed the pen. Got it saved. I've got Depravka on my bench. So that's my bench boost. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't deserve that. Oh my goodness me! I mean, a lot of people have got Dubravka, so there's points there. I've got, I've got Raya. I think. Oh no, people won't play Dubravka. It's Liverpool, unless exactly. you don't have another guy. And they blow played Ariola. I benched. I benched plays, Dubravka. Obviously, plays Brighton. Yeah. So I've. Got oh Ariola. man! I mean, what? We're, we're 20 minutes into a match in which Salah's already had a chance to score, so he's gonna get a goal. But that's some jam, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Uh, Trent missed the follow-up so, as well. I'm so sorry. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, blazed gosh. over the bar. That would have that would have actually that would have been quite a nice outcome because obviously Trent's not 100 EO. Yeah. That would have been quite a nice outcome for me. Salah misses a pen. Yeah. I guess we get an Trent assist. Gets the... And Trent gets a goal. I'd probably come out up on that somehow. Oh dear. Yeah, that right. would be too lucky. Right. <laughs> well, oh, let's have a look at some overperformers then. Uh, a bit like Salah. I, is uh, this so... a, is this a good time to remind people that I I did bring in Haaland and then he got injured and that yeah, exactly, that hurt yeah. me badly. So I. I feel like, not that it works this way at all, but I, I don't feel too guilty. I could you, feel you more You haven't guilty. stopped smiling, mate. Uh, right, let's have a look then at some uh, <laughs> overperformers so, so far. So is this, this is overperformers for the season? No, this is overperformers no, no, no. just so for the last couple of weeks, is, isn't it? So I think 18. I had a look at when we last did a, a little scout cast. Uh, a little scout cast. <laughs> um, we're, we're not big people. It's just a little scout cast. Um, and I think it was ahead of game week 18. Mm. So I've done 18 to 20. Obviously, 20 is ongoing. So this will change when you look at it tomorrow in the members area. And I, I would encourage you to do so. It's a good place. But this is kind of just over Christmas. Who's done well? Who's done badly? Who should have done well? Who should have done badly? Also, I have curated this slightly. Because I wanted to include about a dozen players on each of these, there yeah. were some players who would be in this list, but realistically were putting up kind of inconsequential numbers, as in they'd only overperformed by a tiny amount, or they'd put up such a tiny number and it was an irrelevant FPL player that I thought it wasn't great for our discussion. Yeah. So the first one we have here is our as our overs, um, and I'm, I'll happily throw back over to you to, to go through that, Andy. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so uh, so on the list, this is going in descending order. So Wood is at the top, then Alanga, Palmer, Matthias Cunha, Son, Foden, Elise. And I know we're going to be talking about Elise next week. Garnacho, Solanke, Rashford, Bernardo Silva, and 
is it doughty is that how you say it see it's like the old matt doherty yeah it? exactly Which i know i would have said wrong i apologize <laughs> it's not the same pronunciation but it feels like a similar trap so i yeah. think i think we go with what makes us comfortable and then someone <laughs> will tell us we're wrong and Oh, I'm sure people will tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Wood and Alanga at the top there, Forrest. I've got no real interest in those two personally. Palmer is next. I think if you don't have Palmer already, I feel like he is essential in our teams. Like, there's not many that are essential, but I feel like he is. Just make sure you play him if you have in, him. In your teams, that is. Not the best yes, in your teams. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then Son and Foden. Obviously, Son is going. Foden's somebody I wanted to chat to you about very, very quickly, though. Mm. Foden's obviously started to creep into a few teams. A few people captained him this week. Uh, fair play to Gianni and Az, who both captained him, mainly because they couldn't get Alvarez, but let's not talk about that. Uh, and Foden, obviously, you know, got two assists at the weekend, 24 points if you captained him. Got any temptation to go with someone like Foden if you're getting rid of Salah or Son? Oh, man, you know Foden is one of my one of weak spots, right? Darwin, Foden, uh, Reese James, they are players I, I like to get in my team when I can. I, I nearly did, so I had a free transfer. I didn't make one I rolled, so I've got two now. Mm. And that's the reason why I've got Son, I don't have Salah, but I don't have Haaland. I know I'd want to make those changes. Two free transfers of that seemed very, very wise, given as well that I did have a team that could play. Because if, if I'd brought Foden in, say for, I don't know, maybe I get rid of Son early, that wouldn't have gone well, but maybe it wouldn't be in a terrible decision up front. Probably Douglas Louise, right? I'd probably spend some cash, get rid of Douglas Louise, who was obviously returning me points, and have Foden, but then just be playing him over a bench slanky anyway. So it didn't yeah. really feel like it improved my team. It would have improved my team, but more than rolling a transfer. So I think people who got him, especially people for people who it made good sense, brilliant pick, great pick. People who captained him, lovely, gorgeous. One, one fortunate assist, one amazing assist, but also played well enough for the fortunate assist to be fine, right? I thought he was brilliant. So I, I don't begrudge anyone that at all. And the only reason I probably wouldn't make the move myself this coming week, although, you know, let's talk about that again, is I think there's a slightly tougher fixture or two, and we can maybe go there again. When Haaland is back, Alvarez goes to 10. Yeah. I mean, Foden's probably safe, isn't he? But his minutes will drop a little bit, or at least he might not be playing the role that he looked so very good in this last week. So I'd want a bit more information, a bit more time. And I think I think it's Newcastle right next to, if they get destroyed tonight, maybe I'll look silly. But I think we can have one more game week to, to consider it. And so the person just below him in the table, Elise or Eze, it really depends on who we think our penalties mm. are probably my favorite picks in that slot. Yeah, so we're going to probably talk about Elise and Eze next week. I'm sure because you and Flappy are just obsessed with Elise and Eze. Every time we're Mate. talking in the chat, it's, oh, when do we get him? When do we get they're him? So, we get they're him? so good. They're doing they're very so well good. at the moment. And obviously, and like, with respect sure... to Palace, they play for Palace who like, I enjoy Palace. Like their stadium's lovely. The the atmosphere there is brilliant. But obviously, I feel a lot of what makes them not Stoke esque comes from Eze and Elise, which is why they're so brilliant. If yeah. you went and put them, and I know City in the summer potentially looked up, I think one of them, if not both. If yeah. you went to put them in the City team, oh hey, assumptions, right? But I think they would explode. Yeah, they're yeah. so they're such good footballers. Yeah, they really are. And it's going to be interesting to see who's on pens because obviously Elise took a penalty when Eze was on the pitch. But we just, ca just came on, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see. I am more than happy for you and Flappy to go for Elise and have the same thing that happened to me when I brought Eze in, where he got injured in the first Yeah, we're owed, aren't we? We're yeah. owed, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Uh, so Elise and Eze, yeah, we're going to talk about those quite a lot next week, I think. Gonacho next up. I tell you what. Uh, Garnacho's completely nailed in this United team now. He's 4.8 million. The fixtures aren't horrendous moving forward. I don't think he's a bad enabler, personally. If you need to downgrade 
a midfielder like Son or Salah to go back up to Haaland, you could do a lot worse. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Worse than Garnacho, I think. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think it's tough. I mean, I had Fernandez and Rashford and then Fernandez again for a fair bit of the season. Mm. I've not checked in on their numbers more recently. Rashford, in fact, appears here, but as an overperform, which maybe isn't perfect, yeah. uh, with obviously as well much poorer numbers than Garnacho. Garnacho is more of an overperformer but has much better underlying numbers, which is what do you want to see, right? Rashford getting plus 1.33 and a 0.67 is much less sustainable, even if he's a good finisher, than, say, Garnacho's numbers there. Um, and obviously, Fernandez is, is not on here. We'll see if he's on the next one. Spoiler, he's not. So my only worry would be it's Manchester United who are just looking worse and yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it feels like uh, obviously something might might be changing at board level, but I don't know if that fixes it for us at FPL. Not, not that However, quickly. the sweetener being he's very, very cheap and he is very good. So, yeah, I think he's a great move. Flappy obviously had him a few weeks ago, mostly as an enabler. I think he did it to get Solanke and then didn't get Solanke and yeah. really hurt himself points-wise, which was horrible to watch. But I think that's the role he has, right? If you need an, an enabler, if you're looking maybe to bring Holland in, you're losing your salary and you need that cash, Garnacho is there for you. I think if you don't, just because we have five midfield slots and five good midfielders, even with Salah and Son leaving, maybe he's not in your top five. Yeah. Well, somebody that has been doing well, considering the position he's in and how badly all the rest of the players have been doing in his position, is Doughty at Luton. Joe brought him in and he's been reaping the rewards oh, since so then. Good. But he's been getting assists and obviously Luton have been fairly good at home in terms of scoring goals, even against the tougher opposition. I mean, if you were on a wild card now, and there's a few people that obviously have been, he's he's got to be up there as a as a option, hasn't he, for four point four million? Yeah, I really like it. It's one of those. I, I'm sure you've had this. You know, when you like you you see a player and you're like, oh, I fancy that. I should tweet that, and then yeah. you don't, and then they do well, and you're like, oh well, now I can't because now I'll be <laughs> like, oh, of course you did, Seb. Also, it's worth saying that for every one of those, there are five that I should tweet don't, and they do terribly. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. You, but I think you know. So, so someone like Joe, who you know, not only not only maybe had that same thought, but actually followed through, so did much better than me. Yeah, I think again, it's it, it's a neighbourly price, right? You're probably mentioning him a lot, or you're using it to find funds elsewhere, especially with big midfielders leaving uh, for the month, and us having you know your Trent's even Trippier seems maybe a bit surplus at the moment. I don't know if anyone needs that money in defence. But if there is a spot that makes sense, I really like him, man. And he's so, every time Leeton score, I basically expect to see him involved. Yeah. And watching the highlights, I, I've not watched much live football over, over Christmas, but watching the highlights the other night when they almost came back, and I think they ended up putting up better numbers by the end of the match, mm -hmm. um, despite ending up losing. Just everything was him, man. Like literally in the same play as well. He'd like put a cross in, it would get cleared, and it would come to him again to put another cross in, but 20 yards further <laughs> forward. It was just like, everything came through him which was yeah. impressive he looks a class above at the moment and and obviously yeah. the fact that he's getting those assists and things as well i think he's doing well he's not really overperforming that much either you wouldn't say kind of the underlying stats are there so you'd expect this to maybe carry on it's just you know obviously it's, it's luton isn't it so it's a bit tougher and there are players for instance like charlie taylor who's 0.4 less than him so if you're freeing up funds and that's where it is but i think he's somebody that should definitely be on everybody's radar 
We're looking at underperformers next then. So underperformers on this list, this is again over the Christmas period. So Saka is top of the underperformers by quite a way as well. Like he's, he's underperforming quite a lot. Uh, Jesus, uh, Janelt, Gallagher, Trossard, not quite as nice a list as the overperformers, is it? Uh, Calvert-Lewin, uh, Jacob Ramsey, Julian Alvarez, Adebayo, Ben Rama, Martinelli, and then Anthony Gordon. I mean, I messaged you, didn't I? Uh, before this week saying that if Son and Salah weren't going to their respective tournaments, I think a lot of people would have been talking about Saka out this week. Not just because, you know, of what the fixtures are or anything like that, because he's just been underperforming every week, basically. And he's obviously still putting up some numbers, but numbers aren't really amazing. And obviously then he scored this week, but it was a tap-in and a 2-1 loss. He's he's there to stay because we've got Son and Salah. What you have to worry about, we've got Haaland to get in at some point. It just seems like he's a player that you know is on pens. He plays for Arsenal. Arsenal are going to be up there or thereabouts by the end. And obviously they put up good numbers. I've got no intention of getting rid of him, but it's been a bit of a worry. His stats, haven't they? They seem to have regressed a little bit. Him and Martinelli in particular. Yeah, I think. I mean, is this maybe just that conversation that we have so often, which is where do you fall on the side of you know finishing versus? chance getting luck versus skill what have you and i think there is so in this table every team only appears once mm. off from arsenal who appear four times with saka jesus Trossard, and martinelli now it's worth mentioning this is just the top dozen and i did cut a few out so that may not hold true if you go have a look but it holds true enough to show the pattern which i think we've seen over christmas which is it was a west ham match wasn't it where i think they that was almost, as much as this is a stupid thing to say, it was one of those losses that you almost don't mind. You'd very much rather win it. Yeah. But if you're going to lose a match where you create comfortably over 3xG, the other team gets a very fortunate goal and a set piece, and then, of course, sit in and defend, which I think they would have done that anyway. I don't think Game State really changed West Ham's match plan all that much. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's necessarily a counter to the XG argument, although it is a good conversation. I think that performance was fine. I think if you're Arteta, you go, the only thing that was missing... Okay, stop a set piece, please. please. But the only other thing that was missing was us putting the ball in the back of the net. However, then less than a week later, a few days later, we see the opposite, where they were either outperformed in the numbers or at least very closely performed by a team that are inferior to them in terms of quality. And again, they left with not the result they wanted. In fact, they left with nothing. And I think that's where, that's the opposite of what I was saying. It was funny they came so close together, right? That's the result where you go, you know, Arteta might have lost his mind. That's where you go, this isn't good enough. We, we didn't perform well. We didn't deserve anything here. It's funny those two results and two performances can come so close to each other. And I think the answer to your question about Saka and other Arsenal players comes in which one of those performances and results you think is more indicative of Arsenal going forward. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that the first, you know, they're going to lose matches. They're going to lose matches in ways that you'd think, how on earth have they lost that, that they were the much better team or they should have finished their chances, whatever. You know me, right? Darwin and friends. I'm I'm fine with that. The second match, not so much. They didn't look so good. And actually, funnily enough, that's the one Saka got some points in, which is, you know, which is the way FBL goes. If you start seeing them lean in one of those two directions, then yeah, fair enough. I would understand wanting to lose their players. And frustratingly, the other end, right? I've got two of their defenders, defender and goalkeeper. Mm. And they've not been, despite having the best defensive numbers in the league, They've not been keeping the clean sheets either. So at some point, you either cut ties and get lucky or get skillful. At some point, I guess there is a decision to make. Yeah, and it's it's almost like they're just they're just regressing to the mean a little bit, aren't they? They they overperformed so much last year, Saka and Martinelli did. And now obviously this year they're kind of underperforming. And it's it's just that kind of, you know, it's variance a little yeah. bit, isn't it? And it's just the 
they are just kind of regressing to the mean a little bit. We thought so, that Arsenal were also focusing a little bit more on defence this year. Stats-wise, they are, but obviously clean sheets, they're not. So in terms yeah. of investing in Arsenal, it's kind of tough to invest in them at the moment. I think it's worth pointing out that uh, what you say is correct, but statistically, regressing to the mean is obviously a thing. But oh yeah, has, has someone scored? Yeah, Newcastle. Oh really? Oh, jokes. Oh, I think uh, it might be offside. I think it might be offside. Oh, fair, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Um, I mean, that doesn't really change much for anyone, does it? I think no. either you have Trent and lots of people have him or, or you don't and no. conceding's fine. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So statistically, I think regressing to the mean obviously is very much a thing. But in terms of football, overperforming in the past doesn't mean you're going to underperform in the future. Mm-hmm. Like these are humans playing football. You don't there is no mean to regress to in that sense. What we sort of mean when we're saying that is like the underlying numbers are your expected level of returns and you should return to that. You shouldn't necessarily go far the other way so that over time it evens out. It does even out over time because people tend to overperform and underperform and, you know, all over the place to hit a nice mean eventually. But in terms of predictive, just because someone's been overperforming, you can't predict them to underperform by an equal margin to level it out. All you should do is predict that they return that base expected level. So the fact that, say, Arsenal are now underperforming isn't explained by them overperforming in the past, but is entirely fair enough when it comes to variance and how we understand overperformance and underperformance to work. And look, there's the psychological, excuse me, psycholo- I can't even say it, the <laughs> psychological element as well, which I know I often try and dismiss. I only dismiss it because I can't predict it. Personally, I can't, some people might be able to, but I can't predict it and incorporate it into my decisions. So I try and set it aside. But if you weren't an FBL manager, if you were a real, actual, proper football manager, the psychological element is is huge. Yeah, and that yeah, absolutely yeah. could be a big part of what's going on with Arsenal. Yeah, big time. It's really interesting looking at Arsenal at the moment because every week I'm like, oh, maybe I get another Arsenal player in. I obviously got in Trent two weeks ago instead of um, Gabriel. I was looking at Gabriel for quite a lot. and I was looking Oh, at nice fixtures. shout, mate. That's gone well. Yeah, I was looking at the fixtures thinking, actually, I think I might go Gabriel. And I went Trent in the end. And I just can't predict what's happening with Arsenal at the moment. They're really tough to invest in, but but the stats are all there. So there's going to be some kind of uptick again and soon, you're thinking, with the you know uh, uh, clean sheets and with the goals, but it's definitely not happening at the moment. I mean, I guess so. the thing, to try and be more succinct than I've been so far, the thing to mention here is that this is all backwards looking. We're saying, oh, their stats have been good and they've underperformed, therefore yeah. in the future they should do X. Well, if what what has happened is that they've performed at a certain level, but not got the results they, inverted commas, deserve, if that knocks their confidence off a cliff and then they stop performing at that level, there's there's no reason we should, you know, get points in the future. They may just stop performing as well. So unfortunately, and I think we see this with, you know, strikers, right? Your Darwins and friends who miss loads of chances and I'm here defending them saying it's fine. Getting chances is good. Missing is random. But if that dents their confidence, then well, then they'll just stop getting chances, and then yeah, fair enough. That's that's when you sell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Trent's just hit the crossbar from the, from the byline. Ha- yeah, pretty much. Oh, from his strong foot byline as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh wow! How did he do that? You wait, wait to watch the replay of that one. Uh, I've not got it. I've not got it live, so I have to catch it later. But that yeah. sounds remarkable. Yeah, it was. Uh, Right, now we've got some fixtures to show you here. So this is Lego Mane. Again, if you don't follow Lego Mane, make sure you do. Every year he brings out some amazing graphics for, for, um, for FPL and they're really worth looking at. So this is looking at game week 20, which is obviously going on at the moment. And then it shows you that for the next kind of two weeks until game week 21 starts, there are the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup games that obviously aren't 
to do with FPL. Then there's game week 21, which is spread over two weekends. And half the teams play on the Saturday and Sunday of the first week uh, and the Monday. And then half the teams play the Saturday, Sunday, Monday at the next week. So game week 21 is a very long week. Then there's some more Carabao Cup fixtures as well, in which Liverpool play an awful lot, by the way. And then there's game week 22 and game week 23, which is across one week. So the fixtures are all over the place at the moment, but it's just worth looking at this in terms of, I see a lot of people at the moment saying, oh, Salah's going down. Do I need to get rid of Salah now? Do I need to get somebody else in? And I'm just looking at this and thinking, so much can happen in these weeks moving forward. I would not, like you said at the very beginning of the stream, I would not be touching my team unless there is a definite, you cannot afford this player unless you make this move right now. I will not be touching my team until 11th, 12th, 13th of January. I don't, I don't yeah. see the point personally. Uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly agree. It's the, it's the transfer window as well. Now, January is normally yeah. quieter, of course, and maybe it's not going to affect the teams and players that, that we care about in FPL, but but it could. There are just, there are maximum variables at the moment that yeah. could affect transfers already made. So I'd say where possible, don't make those transfers. Yeah, exactly. And as we said at the very beginning of the stream as well, there's so many factors involved in all the moves you're making at the moment. So for instance, we don't know when Haaland's going to be back. KDB could be back. Like within the space of two game weeks, that's almost a month where he could then be back. What about KDB with the Foden conversation? Yeah, if yeah, say exactly. Haaland and KDB are both fit to start, you could then suddenly see what well, Haaland starts, KDB starts, and there's two spots remaining for Bernardo Foden, Grealish, Doku, obviously fitness, assuming for them as well. Yeah. And I think that comes into that conversation too. Yeah, exactly. So it's an awful lot. You think a lot can change in a week. This is a month where we're pretty much going to have just one game week for most of January. So an awful lot can change. So just, as we've already said, I just wouldn't be touching your team until you really need to, which is going to be in about two weeks' time. The way we're looking at it at the moment is that obviously Son and Salah are two players that probably need to be replaced or potentially benched. Uh, we're going to be talking about that a lot next week in terms of who we would want to replace them with. And obviously that gives us a bit more opportunity to see what happens over the weekend, gives us a bit of an opportunity to think about who we do want to bring in as well. But it just gives us a chance. We want to make sure we go over it properly for you. So we're going to be going up over that with Flappy next week, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. I think we will focus on who you, who you replace and how you need to plan hopefully with a bit more info too because at least in my situation Haaland is key if I don't need to get Haaland yet that massively changes my moves maybe I roll a transfer if I need to get Haaland then it almost makes my moves for me you know I need to lose Son and I need to upgrade a striker to Haaland there will be people in the position where they already have Haaland or don't have Haaland but also have Salah and Son and so need to make a priority call there or to make a hit so yeah. we'll try and break that down a little bit I think. Also, by the way, I should have said this, game week 21, you're going to have to lock in your team by Saturday the 13th and your players might not play until Monday the 22nd. Yeah. So that is nine days that you're going to have to wait for your players to play. And I mean, so we have, there's oh, fortunately, we have City on the first weekend, don't we? We do, so, yeah. We yeah. could get a leak for City. City-Newcastle was one of the first games on the Saturday. Yeah, so what would be, so there's Arsenal, we're usually confident in them. But there's oh, Liverpool. Oh, there's Palace, I guess. You know, Eze, well, at least injuries. Well, yeah, uh, Liverpool, yeah, yeah Liverpool. so Palace, Liverpool, Arsenal all don't play until the end. And Liverpool of will be interesting with Darwin as well, yeah. or even other midfielders, because if Salah leaves, you know, there's a spot up for grabs in that front three that is a very effective front three even without Salah. So it's going to be, 
it's going to be mayhem that one. And then game week 22 kicks off on Tuesday the 30th and game week 23 kicks off on Saturday the 3rd of February. So it's going to be such a quick, it's going to go from we've barely got anything to all of a sudden two deadlines by the end of January, February. So yeah, it's going to be kind of mayhem soon. And then we've got double game weeks coming up potentially soon as well. So it's uh, it's going to be, this is the quiet before the storm, I feel. I should call out as well, because I asked Lego Money earlier, and maybe it was my stupidity, but the little caution signs you can see on here, yeah. those are potential replay dates. So yeah. there are even more fixtures, possibly, to come in here. We'll want to look at the FA Cup and uh, and League Cup, I think, as well, fixtures that are possible in this time, which, again, we can do closer to the moment to understand not only the fixtures that will definitely be in our thinking, but the fixtures that could be in our thinking. And then with all of that said, there's maybe a double. Yes. I've not heard anything new on that. 25? At some point, we'd think, we think 25 now? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah, and it could so be at City at some point, we're getting this double. Yeah. Woo. And <laughs> Son and Salah might be back by then, but they might not be back by then. Yeah, so I think something useful would be to look at... Obviously, there's massive guesswork involved here as well, not only because we're not experts in those teams, but also because it's a knockout competition. It's guesswork anyway. But I think trying to look at the dates and their fixtures in those competitions it might be useful to have an educated guess of when they may return although we need to understand that that that's not certain by any means yeah exactly so yeah so make sure you tune in next week won't you uh, <laughs> um i've gone back to the home screen now so we can have some questions so if people have got Sweet. any questions they want to ask us it's just coming up to half time in the liverpool newcastle game. Mate, i was just looking at some numbers again i've not got it up so i'm having to rely on the numbers here but and live numbers can change of course they can yeah. but they're not going to change much. Two and a half XG for Liverpool. Now, 0.75-ish of that is a penalty. So call yeah. it 1.75. Darwin's had a few. Then, oh, then Trent's rebound from the penalty is, yeah. you know, 0.5 odds. You can't, both of those couldn't have been goals. So even if you want to knock this all the way down to like 1.2 odd, they're going to clear two XG without a penalty and without the rebound from a penalty in a match. If they don't score from that, I... I have been a very lucky boy. I, well, I would not be allowed to complain about the misfortune I've had or, or the missteps I've made earlier in the season if I get away with this. From what I've seen, Dubravka's made at least three to four saves. So he is wow. going to be on for an absolute haul at the moment. Yeah. So my bench could potentially have over 30 points on it this week. So we'll see. Jeez, we'll see. that's yeah. so tough. I mean, you never would have played. That one is just you would never play Dubravka. And that's the nine times out of ten, Dubravka gets one, zero or minus points tonight. And then, and the tenth time out of ten, he doesn't get three or four. He gets fifteen yeah. because he has to for Newcastle to get something out of this. Yeah, it's a mate. You know, when I play, used to play um, Chat Man, the yeah. fantasy football Chat Man, and obviously it was always based on simulations, wasn't it? So yes. uh, people used to do ten simulations and say this is how often this thing happens, and then obviously you get the the one out of ten that actually happens when you go to do the game week. But it just feels like that in FPL as well. Like it's your. I mean, that's the same thing, right? Just exactly. in Chapman, we we can run it yeah. several times, and I think that's such a good analogy for like what we often talk about when you're saying like I predict this or I project that. It's like well, we're saying if you played this a hundred times, yeah. this might happen fifty nine of them, but but yeah. we only get one of the times, and the one we get, who knows? Yeah, yeah, you just exactly. have to pick the most likely outcome, and hope that that's how the world goes. Yeah uh Dubravka's on 10 points he's uh, he's on 28 bonus points at the moment uh Lars says he went with Palmer bench too do you know what I mean all the best people went for Palmer bench do you know why because we're letting everybody else catch us up a little bit that's what it is yeah, um <laughs> Dragon Lot you says, were we should mention you were ahead of me I don't I think was. we yeah. oh, no, we, no, no I think in 18 you might have been ahead no I think we yeah. might have streamed actually when you were ahead but yeah you were like solidly ahead a few little points as well so 
Yeah, that yeah. definitely, you definitely did allow me to catch up there. I think you're about 20 ahead of me now. But 20 oh, ahead is the difference between basically 100k to 20k. And obviously, Jeez. we're waiting to see what happens tonight as well. But Salah missing the penalty definitely helped. Well, it helps both of us, actually. Uh, Liverpool are scoring, man. Like, yeah. what's the more likely outcome when a team misses a penalty, misses a tap-in rebound, puts up a huge amount of XG? In the second half, what's the more likely outcome? They score four is the more likely outcome. Yeah, I mean... This is Salah's last game as well. So maybe they just take him off and say, ah, you can go now. Um, right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin Bugler says, will players from Tottenham, Liverpool be better or worse assets with Son and Salah off? Interesting. Because I guess like, will the team be better or worse? Worse. Because they're losing probably their best three players. And Pentecost. Give or take. Uh, good point. But in FPL, I guess then the argument is, well, will other people firstly get pens? Say if Darwin got a penalty, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Richarlison. Actually, if Darwin got a penalty, just miss it. So it wouldn't be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Richarlison, we think, would be the penalty taker. That would be very attractive. I think he's top of the list for people who don't have. But obviously, the team performance, in theory, would be worse. So I think it, it's player dependent. You've just mentioned one there. Richarlison, better. Yes, Tottenham will be slightly worse. But Richarlison will get penalties. will get slightly more assured minutes, probably. Now, as long as he doesn't go out left, which would be, I think, quite a big problem, if he keeps that striker role, I think it's good for him. Whereas... Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe Trent? Mm. Salah leaving doesn't give Trent more minutes, a better position, any more set pieces. It just removes one of the best people he can assist from the team. So in theory, Trent slightly worse. Yeah, and actually, there's a lot of players that people aren't even thinking about. So for instance, Man United are losing Onana, and they've got Biyindir, who's coming in, who's the Turkish goalkeeper. <laughs> we're, we're stopping Onana going because we want to play him in the next game because we really don't trust the young lad that's coming in. So well, what a vote of confidence for that. Oh, I know, exactly. <laughs> Imagine trying to spin that to him in the dressing room. I do, I do, it, there's a lot of Last a week, lot of clubs. not so much. This week, full faith, yeah. my friend. Full faith. My mate messaged me the other day and said, I've got, uh, he said, um, is this the last game before Salah goes? I said, oh yeah, there's Asian Cup as well. So Son goes, Huang goes. And he went, oh, I've got all of those. <laughs> Oh, and mate. I was like, oh, but we've not mentioned yeah. Huang. That's a that's a good shout because he's been brilliant for Wolves. Exactly. So if you've got Onana, Huang, Son, Salah, like yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Um, last one. Kadger says, should we not care so much about price drops and losing value on Son and Salah by waiting for selling them? So yeah. So basically, should you be waiting before you sell them? A lot of people have quite a lot of money tied up in them as well. I would have thought. Yeah, quite possibly. I think we covered it a bit earlier. This scenario is obviously a little different to the usual answer of should we care about price drops. Mm. In this situation, I'm I'm struggling to see a scenario where you would make a move here because one of them was dropping. Yes, you know they're definitely not going to play, but it's who you're going to bring in for them. And usually you might say, oh, there are fixtures or there's two weeks until a thing, but I need, I have 0.0 and I have to make this move. So I have to gamble. But in this scenario, you're probably making two transfers, even if one of them's for a hit. Even if you're just making one, there are so many options you can make with that one transfer that a 0.1 and 0.2 swing doesn't seem to close you off too much. You can mm. probably still get Haaland if you want him. You can probably still get a midfielder of similar ability and value no matter what. Yeah, no, exactly. I do. I completely agree with you there. Right. Chat, thank you so much for joining us. It's reached half time and we're now obviously we're now actually leaving you. We will be back again next week for, like I said, looking at all of our teams, looking at uh, Rich's team will be on her as well. He's now not allowed to mention Palmer. He's missed his chance. He had his window. He decided not to come on tonight. So uh, unfortunately, he won't be able to talk about it next week. We, uh, we will be talking a bit more about our teams in depth and the kind of our plans moving forward as well. 
for what is going to be quite a, a quiet and slow January, but still important, obviously. Uh, chat, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Seb, hope you enjoyed yourself as well. Back back at it. Yeah, oh, I really did, mate. It's been nice to have Christmas off just, just with family, but it's also been lovely to be back with, with this family here. Exactly. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us again. Like I said, uh, we will join you again next Monday when Rich will be back. And we hope you, well, Happy New Year. And we hope your 2024 starts really well. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.